0: Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for
1: podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. do it To the Brainbuster Boys, my name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand.
0: Boy, howdy,
1: boy, howdy, boy,
0: howdy, boy. Yeah, you know that's the reverse of that, but backwards. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah. hey, we almost won a Super Bowl. Yeah, we did, and you know, with to be honest with you, it feels worse—a little worse, like like not markedly worse now. Than it did on uh, sun- on Sunday night, but... Oh, I
1: totally agree. Like, I think Tuesday is when it really hit me. Yeah, it stinks. Um, like, Sunday night, you know, we kind of hung out with people after.
0: We oh, were yeah. Having, you know, it, we it were was, in it, good spirits. It was you know? still it was, joyous. Like, like, like literally, yeah. not a bad time was had. Yeah, we actually Sunday ended night. up having yeah, a great yeah, yeah. time Sunday night. Sure, but, yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: the heartbreak didn't set it you know a little bit the next day but i was just i don't know about you i was pretty cashed and just kind of out of it and almost avoiding like reading shit and recapping shit on monday because i you know it was just all too fresh we went yeah. hard the night before so i was hu- a little hung over and it's just Oh lord tuesday is when i really kind of you know listened to a podcast read some articles you know you see shit
0: on the, it's like god damn it like yeah, that was a heartbreaker. <laughs> no, no, it was tough, man. Um, But one thing to put it in perspective that I, I have seen on the Internet that I think is very true, at least to me, is that this is. Markedly less heartbreaking than 2015 Steelers. Was. Oh, no doubt. And I would agree 2013, you know, the, that
1: the one, chargers, as well, frankly, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, we talked about it this whole last month, whether we call it house money, whatnot, we weren't supposed to be there and we were, mm-hmm. but it's like to get so damn close and to be sure. winning under two minutes and then to have it pulled away. And then you have Stop the it. chance <laughs> with Joe, I we got to talk about it and you have the chance with Joe, you give Joe Burrow the football under two minutes down four or down three but Aaron Donald just was too much. And that was kind of the story of the game is yeah. the Bengals held them at bay in the first half, one sack, you know, but it was only a matter of time before yeah. th- that D line just overpowered our shitty O line and yeah. it showed and Burrow got hurt again. I mean, thank God. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that. as bad. You know, I, I saw he officially sprained his MCL. He mm-hmm. doesn't need surgery, which is fortunate, but very, very scary. You know, if that wasn't the Super Bowl, he probably would have come out of the game, I would have imagined. Certainly, yeah, I saw yeah, that yeah. he said, like, there's no way in hell I was coming out.
0: Yeah, oh, oh definitely not. Man, it was just uh, – you know, we, we, we you know, got pretty stagnant on those last few drives, and uh, you just kind of knew that the Rams had another, like, Cooper Cup bullshit thing left in them. And Which he hadn't
1: done a ton – you know, he'd had a solid game until that last drive, but again – You know, we'll talk about the Logan Wilson holding here in a sec that was bullshit, but obviously Higgins had a penalty that wasn't called on his touchdown. But I look at it at the end of the day. Unfortunately, the Rams big players, Cup Donald Stafford, stepped up and made the plays at the end of the game when they had to. And ours didn't. Unfortunately, Burrow didn't have time, Mm -hmm. but their big hitters made the great plays and they ultimately got the 23 to 20 W.
0: That's correct. You know that's as plain as a way as you can put it. Yeah. and um, and in terms of putting it that plainly of a way, it makes it easier to accept.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Well, it's like you know, Lee Lee, the landlord here. Uh, yeah, he yeah. Who, good
0: point. Who, who's who's very prone to uh, very uh, very. Erratic severe. behavior, let's yeah. say, but he yeah. was pretty calm. <laughs> Erratic for the behavior. Game, but. No, I, I was going to say like, you know, severe sports reactions. Yes. Like, yes. I love his but sports he made a, reactions. He made a great yeah. point. I think it was yesterday or the day before. And, you know, I,
1: I think it hit him a little harder than it hit me the loss. Like I'm still feeling pretty positive about the whole thing, but he said, you know, when I think about it, the Bengals really weren't even a top five team in the NFL this year. And, I would agree. I mean, we obviously got hot at the end, but, you know, you look at the season in a vacuum, the Rams, the Packers, the Bills, the Chiefs, and probably the Bucks. I'd say we're all better than the Bengals. So, you know, maybe the Titans went healthy. Obviously we beat them, but, um, you know, that's another way of looking at it is that we weren't one of the best five teams and we were two plays away or a play away from winning the damn game. So, yeah. You know, a lot of good, you know, there's no such thing as a moral victory, but, you know, I still feel really good about everything. And just that that experience of just watching that game and the Bengals being in it with all of our friends was something I'll never forget. No, Oh, yeah, it was so
0: much fun. We had like a lot of good food. We had like the cast there. Probably um, what, my, like
1: 12 to 15. Yeah. People, yeah. 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 My, yeah minus TV. Great setup at our buddy Kevin's house.
0: You know, minus a few people like Dylan in Montreal, you know. Uh, yeah. But like but like it was pretty much just like who you wanted to have there. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, like it, it was, you know, like I will look back on that fondly uh, forever.
1: No doubt. You know, no no other doubt. Way yeah. Of putting it. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier about how much we stagnated down the stretch. Obviously, a good reason for that was Burrow's injury. But an interesting stat, we went five straight possessions after that field goal in the second half without any points. Mm -hmm. And that was the only time all season the Bengals went five straight possessions without scoring points. How about that? wow yeah, i know I mean, pretty it, yeah. pre- pretty crazy
0: yeah man because we know the it, second half know?
1: started you know when we're push down comes to yeah. half. we get the 75 yard td to higgins even though there definitely should have been a penalty but hey we'll take it and then stafford through the pick on the very next play it's like oh shit and then we kind get of to took the to momentum us. but could only get the field goal there and that was the last time we scored and yeah yeah, I mean, there's just so many things that you could point at. The you know the the two, well, the the third and down, third and one, P Ryan run before the last play of the game. It's like I know P Ryan's your third down back, and he's your better pass protector than Mixon. But if yeah, you're Zach Taylor's run the, gotten
0: a lot of a lot of a little bit of heat for some of that. Yeah, like if game you're gonna run third the football short play calling one yeah.
1: yard, give it to Mixon, mm-hmm. and then obviously on the fourth and one you know donald was there in an instant burrow didn't even have a chance but he still at least flipped the ball out and i thought you know on replay it actually looked a little closer that well, iran you know could have dove it or could something have dove. But, yeah yeah, yeah.
0: I, I don't know yeah i don't want to like rip onto it yeah onto much. but I even mean,
1: more you know. heartbreaking i don't know if you've seen a screenshot but on that play chase burned jalen ramsey and he really? was actually like on the ground and he had created separation so if he literally had one more second might have been a touchdown right there yeah wow yeah so just so many little things um yeah yeah, it was a it was a crazy one indeed um but we did have some fun just ripping on sean
0: mcveigh a lot
1: during the game
0: no i i showed my beer but Eventually, yes at did. one point at one point. Yes, you sure yeah, did. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole thing, it was an old Reddit
1: post you had yeah, found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay,
0: yeah, yeah. It was yeah, um, set the scene here. Okay, so um back during the 2020 season, uh our um our friend Rich and I had a hell of a time following the New York Jets subreddit, and that's when the Jets were the worst team of the league. You know, I think they started off like 0 and twelve or no and thirteen, and their subreddit like was all about tanking. Like, a big picture of, like, an Army tank with the NYJ on it was, like, the lead picture. And so um, they get into a game with the Rams, and I think it's, like, right after a game where, like, the Patriots beat them by a field goal, and they were, like, cheering for Bill Belichick, which one would assume is sacrilegious for them. Yeah. And, and and they just go out and lose to the Rams. And um, yeah. the um, they created a Sean McVay hate thread, which to this day – well no, they beat the Rams, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, they beat the Rams, correct. Yeah, sorry, yeah, and that's bad. the whole point here is the, the Jets
1: fans wanted them to lose, but they went out and actually beat the Rams. They, so. they
0: didn't. They, yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh to this day on that subreddit, they created a Sean McVay hate thread because they beat the Rams. Um, it's the top voted like thread to this day on that subreddit, which I assume it's existed for you know. Probably Maybe. quite a while. Yeah, you know, like t- like 10 years tops. Yeah. And then, like, I remember I was scrolling through that, and I saw this thing that said offensive genius, my ass. <laughs> which, <laughs> so, like, in, which in my mind, I changed to offensive guru, my ass. Yeah. And so it I, started uh-oh.
1: the day we beat the Chiefs, and we knew we were going to the Super Bowl. That's when you started firing them out and me following mm-hmm. you. and sure, uh, yeah certainly became a theme
0: throughout the entire Super Bowl. It did. And, 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 like, the whole, like, offensive genius slash offensive gear got, like, cut away quickly, and it just became very quickly my ass. Yep. Um, the <laughs> saying, and then my, like, posterior. Literal, uh, your literal
1: butt. Well, and I just kept saying both butt for a while. But, you
0: mm-hmm. know, and they were – any
1: time the Rams tried to run the ball, which was a lot, and they weren't going anywhere, yep. like, I mm-hmm. just kept yelling, keep trying to run it, Sean! keep trying to, you know, we're going nuts. And then every time it's just like, you're like my ass or I'm like, those butt, and other people are getting involved. My ass. Uh, Just a fun way to shit on whenever they would run a bad play, uh, which anytime they took it to the ground, well, they were under two yards of carry in that. They
0: oh yeah. No, yeah, like, no, yeah no, yeah. Cam anchors had carries. a rotten game. Yeah. Um, but uh, one, one funny thing I have seen is that shot, like, I don't know if there's any truth to this or not, or if this is just like, you know, NFL rumor. like that sean mcveigh like might retire after this
1: i did see that (laughs) which is very interesting and aaron donald which that would make a little more sense which aaron donald's
0: been around since st louis since like yeah. i was gonna say
1: he's been in the league 10 plus years no doubt but yeah yeah. yeah, McVay's what 36 37 he's been coaching my ass
0: like like get the fuck out of here what
1: six seven years i mean yeah, I didn't read any of the articles, but saw headlines, you know, about this maybe being a new trend in coaching. And I guess because I guess you can just get paid so much to broadcast these days that it's like, you know, kind of like Gruden did for a decade. There were Tony uh, Romo. Tony
0: Romo yeah, and, and, early. Romo's yeah.
1: getting paid like 10 mil a year now, which is mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you have to be good. Uh, and look at someone like the Mannings now. I'm sure they're banking so much on. Oh, yeah. Manning's well, well, well and I'm right sure, now. I'm
0: sure like CBS, Fox, and NBC all saw that. They're like, well, hey, on Peacock or on yep. Paramount yep. Plus, let's yep. not, well, why don't we have, you I know, mean, it's Sean, pa- Sean
1: Payton exactly the same? I mean, him leaving. Um, is pretty much, I think he's going to Fox, or I believe it's Fox. I don't know if it's done
0: yet. I, I don't know what Fox, if they have, like, sort of a pair, like, subscription No, yeah. but
1: I think we talked about this. Aikman is leaving Fox to join Amazon's Newt, because I guess they're broadcasting a game a week starting next year. Well, well, so well Aik- they, did, they did a lot of the Thursday night games.
0: Prime, Day, Yeah, but yeah. Aikman
1: is – Doing that. So that left the opening at Fox, which I think is presumed to be taken by McVay, or excuse me, uh Peyton, which could, you know, then there's also rumors that he's waiting for the Cowboys job. And if, really? like, let's say McCarthy he really wants, he really wants to do that. Because that, that's, that's, that's where he like, came, that's where he came from. I mean, who knows what he really yeah, well, you know, why, these are these want, are rumors, why, but I feel well, like that would probably be the only other coaching job he would want at this point. Well, yeah. Who knows what McVay's? I don't know what McVay's think. Like, you know,
0: like, 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 why you not gonna,
1: keep coaching? You could be a legend.
0: I know. Like, what are you going to go do with the Cowboys? Like, no, like are you dead. are are you going to wait until like like Dak Prescott becomes trade fodder, or you draft draft somebody else? Like the Cowboys, like like that. I feel like that team is pretty much set. Like with who they are personnel wise yeah Yeah. but but i guess
1: you know people already want mccarthy out after two years and
0: you know any
1: coach who happens to bring the cowboys a super bowl if that ever happens is going
0: to be a king and maybe that's what sean payton wants or maybe he'll just
1: stay in the cushy broadcast
0: well there's been a long list of them that haven't including bill parcells (laughs) (laughs) and mccarthy um and uh Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett, and I forget who was between uh, Jimmy Johnson and all that. I know Wade yeah. Phillips was there, but like Chan Gay, yeah, maybe Chan Gailey or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember.
1: Yeah, yeah there's someone we're missing here.
0: Yeah. Um, but but, but still and, though, that, that 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 that's a loot. That's like not a successful lineage. No, it's like Texas how did we football. get? To,
1: how did we get to talking about the fucking Cowboys? There, goddamn my it.
0: ass, my ass, we, my yeah, ass, yeah, my
1: ass. Um, Yeah. But, you know, just to kind of put a bow on this playoff run and this season, just, you know, what a run, you know, something we'll never, ever, ever forget. And I mean, crazy to think that it's, you know, a month ago that we beat the Raiders, you know, a little over a month ago. And like at the time, you know, that was such a release of 31 years without winning one single playoff game. And to think that we'd be sitting here. Talking about a heartbreaking Super Bowl loss is still pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, like to go through that entire spectrum of emotion from relief, which is what I would describe after the Raiders was relief. Yes. Was like finally, you know, the monkeys off the back. Um yep. to, to like the Titans thing, which was truly house money surprise, the Chiefs thing, which was elation, and oh. then and then you know, to the pinnacle of it. Um, of which we did fall short, but I mean, man, I would still know.
1: consider the Chiefs win my favorite sports moment, Over, oh, probably right above U of L winning the championship. I mean, get the intangibles of it, getting to experience being on campus for that. I mean, we were out of school, sure. but down there was obviously insane, and I can't imagine what Cincinnati would have been like Sunday had we won the game. But you know, like we talked about in previous episodes, just the fact that you know, I've been a Bengals fan my entire life, you know, and U of L I kind of became late high school, early college. So kind of the inverse of you, um, you know, it's just, just that, you know, and just the improbability of that chiefs game 21, oh, three yeah, yeah, yeah. on the road. And, just the sheer disbelief you and I had, COVID shut in, you know, just like the scenario of it all. And then just us when we finally realized it just started cracking up like we're actually the Bengals are going to the
0: Super Bowl. Yeah, know? well, like, I remember like Tony Remo said it too. Yeah, was like, yeah like, like, like Tony yeah. Ramos the said The Bengals it. are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the shocking what in like, you know, like how everybody across the nation and how they were saying it in their minds. And like, yeah, you know, everyone neat. I talked to, any Bengals fan over these past two
1: weeks, like every single one had the same like comments "Is I still don't believe it. It's surreal. This is amazing. How did this happen? So, you know, trying to bottle up as much of that as we can, you know, as we head into this offseason and hopefully a massive upgrade to this offensive line. Yep. But um, just what an incredible run it was. And yeah. uh, so happy that we got to kind of enjoy it together. Except you know, the first game I worked, but every other game, and you know, yeah. now it kind of lives on in uh, the scope of our show as well. So,
0: uh, oh, yeah, as I referred to it at, during one of our tweets, the last three episodes, as the Bengals trilogy, yes, yeah, I guess I it's guess- more of a, a, a square at this point.
1: What
0: would you call a four Well, I I assume we would just call it a saga at this point because like oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I assume there's a word like quadrology, but that's yeah, I mean that sounds yeah, like sounds word. too geometric. So, you know, like let's do uh the Bengal saga, you know. Yeah. Maybe um, there'll
1: have, be another like next like like, year.
0: like who would have thought after put that cigarette out, we would have like run <laughs> straight through Yeah. There.
1: I know that's the thing. Like we yeah. still got this Tuesday in Texas, damn it.
0: Somewhere, somehow, which
1: will Somewhere. coincide with when AEW is in San Antonio in the Freeman Coliseum uh, yeah. sometime mid March. I think it's a week or two after Revolution. Uh, it'll also we'll definitely
0: co- do- what it'll also coincide with with when Micah finally gets his shit together. Oh shit! That'll be
1: after we've met them in person. So,
0: oh, well, any.
1: Anything else about the game, uh, the season, any final thoughts at all here?
0: Uh, I'm, try- I'm, I'm trying to think if there's any sort of like lingering moment or memory. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of like, I remember Addie yelling something or. Oh, we didn't talk about it. Some sort of but- sweeping high five. The trick like, play,
1: I, 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 the mix it, the mix it oh, touchdown yeah, pass yeah. to Higgins that, cause that was like our first eruption. Cause it was our first touchdown. I feel like, cause Dan was standing up by the TV and you were, I remember just like running and hugging both of you. And I mentioned this that night, my mom has always been a huge fan of the trick play and will always text me. Why don't the Bengals run more trick plays? So she got to see her successful trick Aww. play in the super bowl. And she was very happy about that. And, uh, yeah, that was a that was definitely that and the Higgins the second Higgins touchdown to start the second half, followed by the interception were certainly the high points from like yeah. us losing our minds yeah. perspective. Yeah.
0: yeah, I would say those moments of the night, but uh, I guess kind of like to circle back. Uh, no. You know, uh, with what I meant to say is it all blended together in like a really good, you know, just kind of way. Uh, well, do
1: we uh, we want to talk about
0: Cody? Now let's move on to the book of Boba Fett. <laughs>
1: well, the show I've only seen the first two and they stunk. So mm, yep. but I've heard I've heard the last three are great and I'm planning to watch them. But yep. Cody well, Rhodes. I... <laughs> did,
0: Here, you I... have, did you have something else you wanted to say? No, 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 no. I, I actually uh, I guess like I don't know, kind of whenever like these like moments come up, whenever like Cody Rhodes leads AEW. Uh, I like to kind of try to play journalist with you a little bit because like, 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 you know, the implications of this more than I do. It's huge. Yeah. So, so so I, I just want to first like ask you, you know, like number one, do you think it's Kayfabe or do you think it's real? Oh, it's real for
1: sure. I mean,
0: he's even, I mean, again,
1: no one knows a hundred percent. It's like the CM Punk thing. Like, there's been enough smoke out there, and he's even now, like, tweeted someone, like, saying they're going to stop watching Dynamite because he's not on it. And he's like, I, know. I encourage you to still watch it. Like, you know, there's so much hard work that went in, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So the fact that he's addressing it now, but again, you know, who knows? But, no, I do think it's real, and, you know, based on reports out there, which, again, who knows what's true and what's not yet it does seem like he is headed to WWE and it's crazy. It's still shocking. You know, when it first came out, when a month or so ago that he'd been working without a contract, you know, you just kind of assume like, Oh, well, he's not going anywhere. He's one of the founders. And as he's called himself, the face of the revolution and which he is in many, many ways. Like, you know, with, this does not happen without him and the Young Bucks. Like, and yeah. Kenny was certainly right there with him, but sure. I think Cody and the Young Bucks were more instrumental in all of this. It was Cody's idea to do All In initially. Obviously, he couldn't have done it without the backing of the Bucks and folks from Ring of Honor and, you know, a million other people. But, yeah, it is shocking, and especially with how he left WWE, you know, the them forcing him to be the Stardust character for so long, and he didn't want to do it, and... Now he's had, you know, so much creative control on his character that, you know, now the the cool thing with all this is, and I, you know, I'm not too, too upset about it. Like I like Cody and I was that all in. It's one of my favorite memories and his work in the first year before you kind of came on board was so much better than kind of what he'd been doing recently, Mm -hmm. even though like, you know, the last few months, I thought he was doing a lot more compelling shit, but he was kind of stuck in that rut for a while, but um, it is going to be very weird without him, but kudos to him. You know, his whole thing is he's bet on himself this whole time and Mm. he's made himself into a legit main eventer which, you know, stuff has come out that Tony Khan kind of said he's expendable now because we have Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Kenny Omega, Adam Cole, you know, and those guys are getting paid, especially CM Punk and Danielson, probably the highest paid guys on the roster as we're hearing. And you just don't need Cody at that dollar amount anymore right now. And Vince McMahon will gladly, you know, There's so much, even though they say there's not, there is
0: competition. And for we'll gladly capitalize on like the controversy to bring
1: in an AEW founder, someone who he kind of molded the start of his, like Cody is a WWE guy. He was trained there. He came up there. His wrestling style is certainly more that style than the AEW style, no doubt. And Frankly, I'm very, very intrigued to see how they're going to use him. And will Vince McMahon put him in the main event? Will he give him a little bit of creative control, or will he continue to do what he's done to the Rhodes family his entire life and kind of shit on him and push him to the side?
0: Put him in polka dots. I wouldn't
1: think I wouldn't think he would do that at this point, especially with how much money he's likely going to be paying him. But it's fascinating, absolutely, and. I think it is tailor-made for however long this contract is, I'd say probably three years, just to guess, that Cody can always come back to AEW. and If and when he does, he's going to be the biggest heel they've maybe ever had, I would think. Mm. Because he was already – the fans already wanted him to turn heel. Now he's turned his back on these fans who he's been saying, this is all because of you, this is all because of you. But he's now saying, fuck you, I'm out of here. I'm going back to WWE, which I've been shitting on for the last few years. So, you know, if and when he steps back in that door, he's it's going to be a heat magnet, and it'll be amazing. But, yeah, this is uh, some of the biggest wrestling news in the last several years, and uh, I'm more intrigued than I am upset, that's
0: for mm-hmm. sure. And my next question, um, why from the perspective of his and Brandy's camp?
1: Why did I they ma- go? Yeah,
0: yeah. Why, why make the move?
1: So what has kind of been coming out is that it kind of boiled down to financial dispute and Cody's loss of booking power. So I think early on, it really was like more of a group effort between Tony Khan and the EVPs in terms of booking. But I think it was like end of 2019 or sometime around the pandemic, Tony Khan kind of took full control of the book, but still took people's ideas and still does. Like it's all very collaborative, but I think that kind of pissed Cody off. Um, You know, the fact that they're not, you know, it certainly seems that it ultimately came down to finances as well. And that Tony Khan wasn't willing to pay Cody what he felt he was worth. So because they've already signed these big contracts and uh, I think that's ultimately a big part of it. Um, it's interesting because it's reported that Brandy is not going to be joining him in WWE. Really? But she's still wanting to be a wrestler. And so I don't know what's going on with that, but, you know, at least from what's out there, it seems the two biggest things was finance financial dispute and the loss of booking power. And I, you know, Cody's always kind of been his own man compared to all the rest of them. You know, like I say, he's been as integral as any of them, but, and then stuff that has come out that he's kind of alienated the locker room because he got his own private bus and just isn't around as much as some of the other guys. So again, no one really knows what to believe with all this stuff. It's all reports. Some could be, you know, of course people have sources, but you just never know. But it all, you know, from the initial shock of like, Holy shit, I can't believe this. When all this stuff has come out, it at least starts to make a little more sense And from Cody's standpoint, it's only going to make his legend grow more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he, he really has kind of dictated. He's such an important reason for why wrestling is in the place where it is right now. So in his mind, you know, I've already been successful at WWE, but he didn't win a WWE championship. Neither did his brother, neither did his dad. So that could be part of it. He goes, sets the Indies on fire, makes so much money on the Indies, starts AEW, you know, is the standard bearer there. He didn't win the AEW World Championship because of a stipulation, but, you know, did everything else he could. It's like, okay, well, then what's the next challenge? yeah'll be yeah. successful at WWE. So. Well, and
0: it, well, and it seems like he, he was the type who didn't want to anoint himself, you know, like, you know, he didn't want to, like, come in there, be an EVP of the company, have, like, the clout and the uh, lineage that he does. And yeah. do that. Um, I'm also curious what you think, sort of like this sort of Hollywood angle. Like, yeah. like we've talked about the Go Big Show a ton. Yeah. Uh, you know, like do you think like any sort of you know extra ring involvement, like like the go like the Go Big Show, or even um, larger aspirations, may have something to do with this.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting that he's leaving most likely go big show and roads to the top behind because they're on the Turner Warner media as it really is. Um, But I mean, I guess that doesn't necessarily mean they can't bring him back. I don't know how those relationships work like roads to the top was reportedly renewed for a second season, but it's not been made official. But Yes, WWE in general has a lot more eyeballs on it, is more mainstream. You know, there's a lot of guys that have gone the acting route from there. I mean, they've even got WWE Studios, which hasn't produced the best films in the world. But, you know, it could be. That's how John Cena Cena started. And now he's star of the biggest or the most streaming show in the U.S., Peacemaker. So, like, it takes time. First off, I love Peacemaker. I know I've told you, but I haven't talked about it on the air. Getting ready to watch the finale. Yeah, I like I, li- I
0: liked him in the the Sui- Suicide Squad yeah. movie.
1: Um. So yes, I do think that is part of it, and that you know, there's there's more exposure and probably more opportunities in WWE for things like that outside of wrestling too. Mm-hmm. So you know, who knows if Cody wants to be an actor, you know, there's rumors that were popping up around this, that he was going to make a run in
0: politics in Georgia. So. Uh, yeah. He seems you know, like the was, type, which is why I does. asked the question, he does. you know, if yeah. he's going to, if he's going to be, have his own reality show, if he's going to be on a game show like that, for sure. And, and, and if he, you know, is going to like, kind of, you know, play, you know, go with me here, forfeit his right to like, you know, maybe not necessarily be the top guy in AEW, but to be like such, you know, to, to be relevant enough yep, to still have those things going without seeming too obnoxiously over the top. You well, and he definitely loves the spotlight. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think he can have the, the, the spotlight a lot more naturally now and a lot l- less aggressively now. Yeah. A lot less like he's like seizing it and using, and it, you know, his power in a small, newer company. And again
1: just from like an ego standpoint I guess he left in
0: 2016
1: he was probably making x amount of dollars and not being used very well does all this amazing shit for 5 years and is able to come back and I would imagine probably double or more so what he was making then if not more and very well likely be positioned as a main event player so like yeah. just to kind of like you know know that you what you have accomplished in the last 5 years has helped. And, you know, they have a kid, they're probably going to have another kid. So, yep. you know, I can't fault a guy for trying to make as much money as he can, you know, when, it, when you're able. So, and like I said, I think this sets up a return to AEW being sure. the biggest and most amazing, one of the most amazing things that could happen. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That, that, that kind of erases the, you know, the miasma that has been his character, like just sort of like the, you know, the, the face that they've been trying to position, but people just booed. You know? Yeah, and
1: from like an aid, from a fan standpoint, me, it's like because they've signed all these guys, like he's not someone I necessarily am yearning to see on TV every week, especially oh, yeah. with the way his character had been presented. I mean, you know, the ladder match with Sammy was amazing. He had a good match with Ethan Page. Like I said, he'd been doing some good stuff recently, but... When you have Hangman as the champ and Danielson and CM Punk and MJF and Adam Cole and the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express and the Dark, you know, we could go on and on and on and on. Just so many more people that I prefer to watch than Cody Rhodes. But I'm way more interested to see what he's going to be doing in WWE than what he would have been doing in AEW. So. I you that know I'm not gonna yeah. be watching raw or Smackdown every week but I'll certainly be more tuned into what's going on with him specifically and you know Cody's not someone you watch normally for like the best quality of matches but he can certainly do it yeah. um but you know I'm gonna be very very intrigued to the storylines that they put him in. You know, he's been kind of antagonizing Triple H for the past few years. You know, he brought the sledgehammer out to the throne. That was obviously a big F you to a Triple H. So, um, yeah, just the opportunity and possibility is very, very intriguing. And it's similar to a guy like Drew McIntyre, which you don't know, was in WWE from like 2010 to 14, 15, got fired. Went out on the indies, kind of rebuilt his career, did a lot of great things, came back, they brought him into NXT, was NXT champ, bumped him up for the main roster, and then he wins a Royal Rumble and a title, which is something he had never done previously. So it's kind of pretty similar to the Drew McIntyre arc, although Cody's highs outside of WWE were incredibly higher than Drew's, but in well, uh, his lineage,
0: you know, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, what do you think about Dustin's Dustin is a bullshit match going to stick around. What do you think it about It sounds that? like he is.
1: Yeah. And I mean, he's such a key, he's like a key trainer for at QT school. Right. That's another thing I've heard is that dusty Rhodes, up until his death in like 2015 or 16 was like the head coach of NXT, so to speak like the head trainer and kind of, You know, he trained all like you know the Adam Coles and all those people that kind of just ran, not trained, but was like the head of NXT for a while. And I guess even before Cole. But anyway, that code that could kind of be what Cody does too, just like his dad has kind of helped train the young guys coming up and be, you know, all those people, guys and girls who went through NXT. Like every single one of them just loved Dusty Rhodes. So. Again, who knows if that's even part of what Cody wants
0: to do at all? But that's another opportunity as well. Yes, sir. Well, I think I'm so, done playing yeah. journalist. I think I did. did yeah, say, I, I did a pretty good job, didn't I?
1: Absolutely. And you did yeah, a pretty man, good job. Really, too. Yeah. It
0: really I, is
1: a fascinating, fascinating thing that nobody ever would have seen coming. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Ago, yeah. No,
0: so. I remember when I saw the release. I think I saw it from Good Old Augusto, You know? Oh, and I was yeah. just, I was just like, oh, was this a Photoshop. Just Sentinel. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, but no, it it was definitely a shocking development. Um, but uh, you know, uh, and again, it's like you know, you've had all these like defections to AEW. You've had like Danielson, you've had Cole, you've had O'Reilly, and now you have you know. So now, like, you well, know, that was
1: always the question: and, and, and who's going to they... be the first one to jump from AEW to WWE? I would have thought it would have been someone like a Brian Cage, you know, who hasn't really been used much recently. I would guess they're not going to re-sign him, but never in a million, never in a trillion years would I have answered Cody Rhodes to that, that he would be the first to jump from AEW to WWE. So it's pretty incredible. Well, the plot thickens
0: intensely. Yes.
1: Uh, Do you want to just touch on a few items from Dynamite real quick? Of course. What all did you uh, end up watching? I Um, know you kind of just skimmed through a little bit.
0: Yeah, I went to the public house, had a couple drinks, came back, started making dinner, uh, saw CM Punk's mid-shirt. Yeah. You know, uh, I thought that that was was cool that that, that he's really owning that. Um, Are they going to do the dog collar match? Uh,
1: Yeah, so it was made official later
0: in the night, um, which I thought the whole setup for
1: that was great. Like, he had it out there as, like, a gift. He's sitting on the ground Indian style, as he does. And you don't know what it's going to be. And he drops the Piper in Portland. And he says something about being his Valentine. So the most famous dog collar match was Roddy Piper versus Greg Valentine. Yeah, they they had mentioned that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I did not think we would be seeing another dog collar match, at least not this soon, just because it was Mr. Brody Lee's last match. And it was against Cody, who's now gone. Um, I guess I just thought it was a stipulation that they maybe wouldn't go back to after that. But given with where this feud is at and MJF cheating to beat Punk twice in Chicago, uh, it makes sense. You know, it's the rematch. It's going to be, I'm sure, intense and bloody. And I would guess CM Punk is probably going to win. Yeah, that's uh, what I
0: was about to ask. Yeah, you know, I, you would I think he's going to win, like, the the very legit, visceral yeah. match. But, but then, I kinda, but, the, but I kind of
1: still want MJF to win. <laughs> I do too. I, I I do too. But I think He's like so, they've both been amazing this but, whole. But,
0: but I think when it when it comes to your third grudge match, like that's going to be more legit. You want MJF to win that in a legit way to vault him toward Hangman, which is what I you know what we've been talking about for it, for a trillion years. You first, know? so here's the thing that I'm not sure of though: is
1: do they go well? First off. I think Adam Cole could beat Hangman. We'll get to that in a second. I'm not necessarily predicting it, but they're obviously going to be turning Wardlow very soon. You know, those seeds have been germinating for quite a while, and MJF versus Wardlow is obviously a big money match. Sure. So I wonder if maybe they'll do that first, especially mm-hmm. if, you know, if MJF loses to CM Punk. You know, maybe they don't even do a third match and they let him get his win against Wardlow and that kind of vaults him to the uh, title. Or they let this kind of continue on a little longer, but it just feels like Wardlow's turning sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, it's intriguing. And I mean, since you've since we've started this podcast and since you've been watching AEW, I would venture to say that MJF has been the most fascinating and
0: intriguing character
1: oh, yeah, beginning yeah,
0: to end. He's my favorite. Yeah. He's, He's favorite. overtaken Darby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll have to talk about who's now my second favorite, you know, oh, uh, sure, later. Do you, you want know. to talk about that? Okay. Uh, but, well, but, we'll but, 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 but but let's, you know, let, let, let's cover the rest of the bases we got to cover. Okay. Did you watch the Lee
1: Moriarty Danielson match? I, I did not, no. Okay. That uh, was tight. Uh, Lee uh, Moriarty. You know, he'd had a match against CM Punk, the dynamite I was actually at in Atlanta. And you know, the guy has ha- hasn't had a ton of high profile matches yet, but he's been, I've always been very impressed with him. Um, they had a tag match with Sidell against like Leo Rush and Dante Martinendo last year that was tight. But this was uh the best bout of leadenism that we've certainly seen in AEW. The guy's awesome. Mm.
0: Certainly, uh, certainly seen certainly seen outside of Kentucky Avenue, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got that
1: right. It's so a perfect opponent for Danielson. And Danielson just looked like such a badass yet again. But what a what a performance by Moriarty. And then afterwards, there was a Moxley and Danielson promo that I thought was amazing because Danielson asked Moxley to join him and they can kind of train the next generation and leave a legacy in AEW but Mox kind of came at him and told the history of the first time he met the American dragon and he lost and then he lost again and he lost and he's never beaten him, which I didn't think so, but I wasn't certain until he said it. And basically he's like everything you'd said about us joining together and blah, 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 blah. It was amazing. But you got to stand across from me before we stand together. So right. that match is going to happen. It's going to be incredible. Uh, I don't know who's going to win. We'll just kind of see where things go from here. And frankly, I hope they do still join together after that, but I'm not so sure it'll happen yet. But sure. um, I know you watched the main event. Did you see anything else?
0: Uh, no, no. I, okay. I, 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 it was all kind of while I was making dinner. And those the Let two me just touch on Cole
1: and sure. Hangman real quick. Like Hangman was out and being interviewed by Shivani and interrupted immediately by Cole. Who's basically you know hints on a little of their history in ring of honor? Like he's kind of being slightly condescending but respectful, and you know, saying you've earned this world championship and you've had some of the best matches, blah, 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 blah. But you could tell there was something off with it. And then he's like, you know, I can't wait to wrestle you, whenever that may be. And then he walks away and has a grin on his face. And Red Dragon, O'Reilly, and Fish come from behind and beat the shit out of him. Um, so and then the dark order comes out and they all scatter, but The match is happening at Revolution. It's not been announced yet. Prior to this, my thought was Cole could be the next person to beat Hangman, but I wouldn't have thought it would happen this soon. So part of me does still think it's possible because that's how you put over Cole. You know, Cole was the biggest star in NXT for three years. He deserves to be a star here. Like, that's how you make him a star. Not that he's not already, but that just legitimizes him immediately to the AEW fan base. But I think it's still a little too early for Hangman. Like, I've, yeah. But, you know, you could say like all three matches since he won the title, the two against Danielson and the one against Archer have all been brutal. He's bled a lot in all of them. So, like, in KFABE that could be kind of a reason he lost. He just, he's just, he's, he's worn down. He's worn out. He doesn't have enough, but um, exactly. yeah, I don't know yet, but it's intriguing. So main event time. Okay. What'd you think? Two of your uh, faves. Well, I know Darby always was,
0: it was, you know, like, but like two guys, kind of similar body types, Uh two good. Of the four pillars,
1: so to speak,
0: but, but, but by golly, it was a plot match. <laughs>
1: Yeah, when Jose <laughs> trotted his ass yeah, out. Yeah, there, yeah, Jim, yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy when, that guy responded to one of my when, tweets last week. He, he he did he did when yeah, push came sick.
0: when push came to shove when the rubber rep met the road it was a plot match. <laughs> it sure was. It sure absolutely. was, and I didn't think, you know, and I didn't like. I don't know. It was just like, yeah, <laughs> I uh, really you know, liked it. I I I, I, but, I, 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 I like I, it. I liked it. it. Like the, like the interference kind of made it a little more telegraph for me, Yeah, but but I
1: still had a good time. Great action. I mean, you're always going to get great action from those two. I loved the, the counter, like as Darby was flying outside, when Sammy caught him in the cutter on the floor, like that was something I've never seen. That was amazing. And yeah, I mean, Andrade has been kind of poking the bear at Darby for a month now, that little kid and his boss sting. Um, so you had Matt Hardy come out too. Obviously he's aligned with Andrade. I'm hoping they don't go Matt Hardy Darby. I mean, obviously Andrade is going for the TNT title. I would love to see a triple threat, Andrade, Sammy, and Darby, but it might just be Andrade versus Sammy because they're already doing the tag team triple threat. But yeah. – uh, yeah, back to back weeks of really, really good shows. And we are officially on the road to revolution as matches have now been announced. Oh, don't I do definitely want to mention uh Thunder Rosa's Kill Bill the oh, Bride. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely uh got me some movement down there. Well that well uh, so that
0: it had the same color as her Wolverine outfit too. She does yeah. look really good in that banana yellow. And my yellow
1: Thunder Rosa shirt. Which yeah. you can see in our manscaped videos. Which more to come on that soon. Um, yeah, yeah, plenty more. But yeah, that was awesome. As Kill Bill is my favorite movie, and I loved it.
0: So uh, hey,
1: uh, anything else you got before we want to wrap this sucker up?
0: No, uh, what a what a interesting past three weeks it's been. You know, just kind of having yes. the Bengals sort of impact all this that we're doing, and and you know, getting to meet uh, jack and tabari two people you're close with and getting to see the inside of the franchise was fascinating not just for me but for people close to me who i got to show that to uh, nothing yeah, and but I cool mean, just reactions across the board to, you know to bring them, bring in, them yeah. in
1: here was amazing so yeah um yeah hopefully uh it, it, we'll it, be it,
0: back it, next year yeah yeah it, it, it was really a privilege and uh, i guess yeah um next week i guess we'd be remiss uh, you know, oh, I yeah. know i know we put them off uh Rayan uh, Ali, uh, author of NBA Jam, the book, and also wrestling fan will be on. And I guess, um, well, I mean, we should announce this too. Um, The week before Revolution, we'll have uh, Trevor Kelsey, co-host of the Mike Rutherford Show on Big X in Louisville, Kentucky. That's what the radio station is called, the Big X, Um, who's a big AEW fan. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about, you know, he's also a big New Japan fan too um I heard him on the Rutherford show talking about staying up and watching Wrestle Kingdom and stuff so so oh, yeah. we're we're, we're going to have a couple guests in the next couple of weeks who are yep. wrestling guys kind of coming from two different perspectives so it's going to be an exciting uh wacky uh topsy turvy yet um Sunday classic release I was yeah I was going to say <laughs> we'll finally be
1: back to our Sundays here after what a month! I'd say that we haven't been, and then yeah. then we've got Revolution, which will likely be doing something with Derek and Micah. I would imagine because we'll all be together watching it in Louisville, so that shall be a hoot as well. And uh, we'll see from there. I'm sure we'll definitely uh, find our way into some weird wackiness
0: once we get into the spring. Uh, no one oh, yeah. us. Uh, there's no doubt. I bet Michael will want to watch the uh, re- what revolution and Hooters is going to be hooters. <laughs> or on
1: his fucking telephone.
0: Pervert. We, uh, we'll
1: have to bring uh, we'll have to get old Greg and Hoagie back in the fold oh, oh, here. we oh. I mean, we got that Christmas card from them, but, uh, we'll have to get them back on for an old school, uh, Goldman report here, you know, as we get into the spring as well.
0: Yeah. We'll have to give them a call, but, uh, Hey everyone, keep track of, uh, Twitter at brainbusterboys Boys, Instagram at brainbusterboys Boys, especially for those two interviews coming up. I know we like the Bengals stuff has kind of shoved that aside, but we're all both very excited about that. So you're gonna be hearing a lot about that the next couple of weeks. It's gonna and be a YouTube. lot of fun. And YouTube you too, Brainbuster boys. Yes. I did
1: one. I did one video. It's been a while, but again, the Bengals stuff really took over. Sure, yeah. Um, I've reviewed Royal Rumble two thousand three in a segment I'm calling News Like Jagger, which was kind of my first uh, solo video escapades back in twenty eighteen. I know you'll plan to do some of your own stuff too, but. As we kind of get back into normal here, expect more YouTube content. And yes, as Bo said, stay tuned to at Brainbuster Boys on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And we love you. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.